0: Welcome to Repeater, a little show about big songs. This is our first ever studio episode, so it's very exciting. We're doing it. Uh, my name is Evan, and I'm Pat. And with us in the uh, the studio today is incredible comedian performer uh, at the Magnet and UCB theaters in New York City, Nikita mm-hmm. Burdain. Nikita, say hello. yo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Welcome.
2: I was thinking, how am I gonna say hello? <laughs> and I was like. Halfway through that intro, I was like, I'm going to say, hey-o. I think you nailed choice. it. Yeah, I it did. Perfect. And then I just let it go <laughs> without explaining <laughs> it. Perfect.
0: Um, thanks so much for joining us. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We're going to chat about something we've just been listening to lately. So right. uh, cool. Pat will take that first. Sure.
1: Uh, I've been listening to the Hamilton soundtrack. Um, I'm mm. about a year late on it from everybody else. Uh, guess what, guys? It's real good. So good, so good, um, and I don't know how many times I've listened to it so far. But now I'm on that like phase of like I've listened to the lyrics and go, oh cool, the story is really great. And now I'm on the instrumentation, and it's bonkers. It's so complex and so interesting to listen to, and like especially for a show that's two hours, two and a half hours long, like to hear the motifs that keep coming back. It's been I'm sitting there at the office with my headphones on, freaking out, and everybody else is like, you got to calm down. We all had this reaction a year ago. Oh, good. Good.
0: They're upset about the timing of your reaction. (laughs) Not not that you love it. Yeah,
1: no, they're all like, yeah, no, 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 we know. Yeah. It's very good. (laughs) Have you heard the mixtapes?
2: Yeah. Do you like those better, worse, same? Uh, I'll say the
0: same. Same. But I'll
2: say also the same. <laughs>
0: well, this just came up yesterday that uh, I was talking with a friend and he was he had just seen it in Chicago um, and was very excited about it. And one thing I don't think I realized because I am in the boat of uh, I like, haven't really uh, dived in and like really listened to it. I've I've overheard it mm-hmm. tons of times because of people are listening to it all the time. Um, but is, is this true? He said that like the whole show is wrapped. Like, it's an opera, essentially, right? Essentially. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I figured, you know, it was more like a regular musical where there's dialogue and stuff like that. And that makes the whole thing a lot more impressive to me. And he also said, uh, because my logic was like, I this is stupid because you can't get a ticket, but I was like, I want to see it before I listen to the whole album and like mm. ruin everything or whatever. <laughs> but he said that he went with a friend who had never listened to the album, and he therefore like could barely follow it because he would miss so much of the lyrical yeah. content that... Listening to the album, he said, helped him a great deal because then the story and like the, the a lot of that stuff he didn't have to think about. He just got to like really enjoy the performance. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's like uh, opera. I would imagine. Yeah. Where you kind of have to like study the opera and then listen to it and be like, ah, oh, that's the movement mm-hmm. of that <laughs> character. Yeah, is <laughs> what I imagine how people listen to opera. Yeah. But uh, you could listen to that whole album of Hamilton. Close your eyes and essentially imagine the whole play. Yeah, because mm. it's all there.
1: Yeah, because originally I was gonna do the same thing and like wait to get a ticket and go see it. And then I looked up ticket prices and was like, mm, I don't have three thousand dollars to spend on this. I'm mm-hmm. gonna do this for free and listen to it online. And uh, now I can't stop.
0: Yeah. Well, welcome to uh, everyone. <laughs> Um, uh, Lately, lately, I've been listening to a new album from a band called Hiccup. Uh, I believe Pat's probably also been listening to this album. Also true. Um, They're a local New York rock band, kind of like a pop punk band. Um, And they're fantastic, but they just put out an album called Imaginary Enemies. And Pat, I believe, has it on very cool vinyl.
1: It's yellow and blue. Yeah. It's really pretty.
0: but definitely, if you're into the world of punk music or uh, pop punk music, I would check them out. They are a New York favorite, and their new album's great. Nikita, what have you been listening to?
2: Well, actually, last week I went to see Groundhog Day, the musical, mm-hmm. speaking of Hamilton, Ew. the musical. Um, and it's uh, composed by this guy named Tim Minch- N- Minchin. Tim Minchin, yeah. Tim Minchin, an Australian comedian. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's also writes songs and he uh, made Matilda and he did Groundhog Day and the album has not come out as of this date. It's coming out like in a week from now. Uh, But I've been listening to his song from that show called Seeing You on YouTube (laughs) because I can't find it anywhere else. Very good song. Seeing You by Tim Minch in. I love it. How is the show? So good. So clever. Worth it. Nice. You're like how do they do groundhog day on stage? And they found very clever ways to do it. Yeah. Very joyful. Because
0: they're they have to like recreate the same.
2: A lot of repetition, right. which is fun.
0: That's super fun. Yeah. Uh, what a good that that movie is so good. So good. Yeah. Hard to improve upon. But uh they did a great good job.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, I mean I, that does feel like one of those things like set up for failure and just to like do great with it is awesome yeah, yeah
2: good source material story
0: yeah um fantastic and uh what song did you want to chat with us about today
2: great yeah. so my favorite song <laughs> for the day is let the sunshine in from hair awesome so nice. let's listen to
0: a very uh, brief clip of it for okay. anyone that's not familiar <laughs> great
1: too faint to hear here, but the bass line in this is so good.
2: Very good bass line.
1: Yeah. Big choir.
2: Mm. (laughs) This is my church. Mm. Yeah. As a Jewish boy, (laughs) this is my church.
0: Fantastic. That's the song. A lot of people know it, Um, I'm sure. Hit song for decades. Yes. Uh, so why why this song?
2: Why this song? Oh gosh, it's just an anthem for uh, people who want love, who want sunshine in their life. Uh, originally it came out in the s- late '60s, part of Hair. It was like part of that hippie movement, anti-Vietnam. So long before I was born. Um, But I did hear it growing up, like, in the 80s and 90s. Uh, I don't know. Something spoke to me. Something spoke to the hippie in me. (laughs) Would your introduction to it have been through hair, through seeing it? I am an immigrant from the Ukraine and the USSR, and so my family would listen to a lot of show tunes growing up as a way to, like, learn English and Mm. stuff like that. So this was probably one of the soundtracks that we okay. had on vinyl, and uh, we probably had some other weird vinyls, and I think we had a Paul Marriott vinyl, mm-hmm. I remember growing up, and that had a lot of just electronic uh, instrumentations. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did Love is Blue, and uh, he also did like a cover of this song, and I was like,
0: oh, this song! Whenever I heard it, it was amazing. <laughs> I listened to that whole album today. Love is Blue. It was on YouTube, yeah. Or with the one whichever one has the cover of this on it. Oh yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. So cheesy. Yeah. It goes, a little nice. cheesy. Instrumental, great background <laughs> yeah. music. Good
2: background music. So I like that. And then it just uh, you know, I like musicals a lot. And it's just a good musical.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So um would that have uh, so like musicals in general? That's a, that's a interesting. I think that uh, that like maybe your introduction to musicals was because your parents wanted to listen to them as a way to kind of uh, I don't know be, learn the language or uh, get familiar with the culture, something like that.
2: Yeah, there's something about musicals, like film musicals, old old school movie musicals, sound of music.
0: Mm-hmm. I can't no,
2: there's King and I, I mean the emotions are big, mm. the songs are repetitious, uh-huh. there's dancing and like music that's pleasant to listen to, so even if you literally don't understand a word that's being said, you could still enjoy it, you could still follow the emotions of people. So they're they were accessible entertainment and chances are we probably had or my parents had access to musicals in Russia from America because mm. they talked about like seeing those classics, Rodgers and Hammerstein as well. Mm -hmm.
0: And Hair was huge. Hair
2: was (laughs) huge. Right? Yeah. 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 They were probably young in their late teens, early 20s when Hair came out. Yeah. And if this song was an international hit, which it might have been. Yeah. So it originally came out as a musical. I did some research on it when I said that this was my favorite song. In 1967, Galt McDermott. Uh, was a composer, and then in 1969 they released it as a hit single, mashed up with the other hit song from that show called Aquarius. Right. So it was Aquarius slash Let the Sunshine In. It was a big hit by the Fifth Dimension, six weeks number one. Wow. <laughs> wow. And I think uh, that was like the song that took off from that whole album.
0: Yeah, that's cool. definitely like where I know this song yeah. from. Like, it, if you asked me if I knew a song from Hair, I would have, before today, I would have said, I did not, I don't know any <laughs> songs from Hair. Uh, and then, but then, like, I listened to a bunch of tracks on Hair. I'm like, oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think as a rock musical, right, um, it just, like, ended up producing a lot of songs that were translatable to radio and kind of, like... Some.
2: I think those were the two. Well, that's oh, the one. the other one. There was the, the Hair, the title song, I think. Yeah. The, right. But not as big.
0: Yeah. Not big hair. I guess I would know that song, too. but
2: Yeah. This one was a big song. Yeah. Murphy Brown had a scene where she would have a baby, and she would play this song, Let the Sun Shine <laughs> In, and she would dance with the baby, <laughs> sing along. Let the sun shine. <laughs> that was a pivotal scene when I was a small child yeah. watching
0: it. I don't remember enough Murphy Brown. I watched it a decent amount, because I think my mom watched it. Yeah. But I can't. Uh, I can't remember it that well. Good show, right? Good show, yeah. yeah. It was, it was All a I big remember staple. is the
2: name. Mm. I have no idea. She had a kid out of wedlock, and Dan mm. Quayle talked about it. <laughs> and then they incorporated the footage of Dan Quayle talking about, like, Murphy Brown is a bad example. But he said, like, that character's name. Right. So it became part of the story.
0: Huh. It was what a cul- that's a cultural impact. Yeah, I mean, like, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. And then she picked up the baby and put on Let the Sunshine, <laughs> and then
2: danced to it. Be like, Take that.
1: Take quayle. that, Dan Quayle. Yeah. That's great.
2: So it's a big song. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I actually have hair on vinyl because when I first moved to Queens, there was a guy down the road like selling a bunch of records. And I like to, you know, go through and like see if you can find gold or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, This guy had like nothing I knew. And like hair was the only thing in that set that Mm -hmm. I recognized. Mm -hmm. (coughs) And I was feeling bold that day. So I was like, well, I'm going to (laughs) like try to barter and whatever. And the guy came up to me and was like, what if I uh, just take the whole crate? I was like, I mean, that's that's probably, that's going to be a lot. And he was like, no, 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 like uh, eight bucks. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, sure. So I got a crate of like 10, 15 albums, yeah. which most of them, I have no idea what they are, but Hair was in it. Do you still have them? I do. They might be musicals. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you don't I have know I have Cabaret
0: on vinyl for mm-hmm. like a similar reason, <laughs> just like yeah. something where, well, it was at a thrift store. I saw it, so but it was like dirt cheap. It was like fifty yeah. cents probably. But my school had just done cabaret, which I was not in. But I, you know, I like, watched it and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's fun. Mm-hmm. That was a great album. <laughs>
2: yeah. It's great. Like oh, it? my God. Know. Cabaret? Yeah, I mean, please. yeah, for the
0: listeners at home, if it's not obvious, uh, Pat and I are not very well versed <laughs> in musicals, and Nikita is, so I shot him a look to be like, is it? I hope
2: it's good, right? Oh, my God, the best. Um, uh, fun fact, I also go to vinyl stores, but I only buy musicals. Hmm. I'm like really obsessed. I'm, like, trying to control my love of
0: musicals on the show.
2: But I can't. No, please um, don't. I
0: think a big, a big thing that's exciting about this this whole episode for us is that this is the first musical number that we've had yeah. as, that someone's yeah. chosen. So we would love to be enlightened. Good. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so wait. It's okay. So here's the enlightening thing. Uh, You go to a vinyl store, stores that sell vinyl and old vinyls. You can get any musical vinyl for dirt cheap. Oh, yeah. Because no one wants them. So (laughs) I go into a store and I'll get like all these musicals, Merrily We Roll Along, which is like a, you know, a classic Sondheim show for a dollar. And I'm like, this isn't worth a (laughs) dollar. So whenever I go, I uh, usually leave with 20 musicals that are,
1: and I spent like 12 bucks. That's awesome. It's great. How big is your collection at this point?
2: Um
1: I'd say
2: fifty to seventy? Okay. Yeah. Not too bad. No. It's a lot. It could be a lot more. It could be a lot more. <laughs> I don't have room for more.
0: Yeah. New York is keeping you in check. Yeah. Uh yeah. this'll this is like intentionally a naive question. Price. Right. But um uh how like If you were to continue to just, like, you went every time and you got all these musicals and you were to build the collection of your dreams, like, how many many great musicals are there? Mm. Is it endless? Or is it... Because when I think of, like, at what point do I stop buying movies? (laughs) I'm like, there's only so many that I really want to own. Right. They're not all worth, you know, having.
2: Right. And nowadays, we don't buy.
0: Right. But... Even Back when I, even when we did, you know, yeah. there's a, there there's always like a threshold for like, would I buy this movie? Would I own this movie, right. or is this a movie I rent? Yeah. You know what I mean? Do musicals have the same uh, kind of like? Is there a similar litmus test for musicals for you, or is it kind of about the exploration and the intrigue of checking it out? And I don't know. It is a little bit. There is a finite number of good musicals.
2: Because it's only been around for like a hundred years or so, right? There's only so many playing at any... At least Broadway. There's only so many actually happening at any time. And a lot of them are revivals from decades ago because those were the good ones. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, New York City Center does an encore series, which are shows that didn't have a long shelf life on Broadway. So that's a way that Hmm. I sometimes go and see a show that didn't do well. And sometimes there's gems there. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah... And then the Tonys honor about five to 10 new musicals a year. So out of those, some of them are good. Yeah. Maybe all 10. Maybe they all <laughs> got nominated. Sure. Yeah.
0: But what, I didn't mean, like, have there ever been maybe cast recordings that you've picked up for shows that you didn't know what to expect from it? And then you thought, oh, this is actually pretty great.
2: Yeah, I'd say I would listen to every cast recording possible. Yeah. Which shows were those? No,
0: so no, no. Um, there's probably many. So many. But what's yeah. well? What's that about for you? Like, what's a good cast recording? Um, you kind
2: of can close your eyes and follow the story, mm-hmm. and the actual music has to be good. mm Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. I yeah. I really like the ones that are sunk through, so you could just literally the whole, the know the whole, whole show. Yeah. Yeah. Because growing up in the suburbs of Chicago, I didn't really see many shows. Mm-hmm. So I could put on, like, ragtime, and that's like 90 minutes of music. And I could essentially see the whole show yeah. in my
0: head. <laughs> How common are those uh, that would, like, sing-through musicals? Is that the majority of them? or?
2: Um That's what I prefer. Nowadays, they have, like five songs in an act and I'm like that's not a musical <laughs> not enough music like a Disney musical has five songs yeah right but well, it's like halfway through that film they stop singing and they just have an action sequence yeah. yeah
0: well I just asked you this the other day was I like was wondering if an animated Disney film, like does that even count as a musical because it does seem very light on the music
2: uh, yeah. But you're saying uh, it does. It does. Yeah. I mean, I was joking. Five songs. <laughs> <laughs> characters are singing. What I, Other things I look for are, uh, you know, themes for different characters. Mm-hmm. Like, essentially, each character's personality will be displayed uh, through how they sing or what kinds of songs they sing. Um, and then you could start to analyze it. Like, you can analyze Hamilton, to go back to that. Mm-hmm. Even that opening number, Alexander Hamilton, depending on who's singing, Jefferson... Or one of the ladies or (laughs) or someone else. They all have a different style and a rapping style and uh, a theme that kind of goes with them.
1: Yeah, and that was the really interesting thing to me about Hamilton and then musicals uh, in general. Because I did musicals in high school, but you're in high school and you're like, Oh, whatever, I'm just going to do this because it's... (laughs) A thing to do, but mm-hmm. like not actually like dive into why things are happening the way that they're happening. And Hamilton, despite the fact that it's so complex, I think that's what makes it interesting to me or like why I've had this insatiable desire to like keep digging deeper into how that's happening, and what you just said about how all the characters have their different styles, but it's all within one song. which mm-hmm. was just so impressive to me.
2: Yeah. And essentially, like, that's the opening song, but if if in other shows you might have characters that you get to meet over time, and then halfway through the show, those styles cross, and what sort
1: of musical blend is that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. can be fun as well. When you listen to musicals at home, is it, like, while you're cooking, or do you, like, hang out with headphones?
2: Um, well, as a child, actually going back to let the sunshine in, I would probably put on hair and just like dance around in the room to the whole album, imagining what that would be like, not knowing what the show is. Yeah. Um, as a grown up, it's <laughs> while I'm doing dishes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's the best time <laughs> to listen to music. Yeah.
2: I don't have time to just do the one-hour dance through. <laughs> yeah. I wish I did though.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, this is kind of just like guessing at something, but, uh, does your love of musicals translate to your love of, uh, like what kinds of popular music you like as well, do you think? Cause it sounds like, yes. right. You're really in, into like getting to know a story or a character, right. Through music.
2: Yes. I mean, I, I, mean, going back, I do like story songs, like Hands by Jewel. <laughs> mm-hmm. <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of other ones. Um, TLC Waterfalls, How Come, How Long, Babyface—the <laughs> <laughs> list of songs where stuff happens. Yep, uh, they're all just sad songs. Uh, so those are theatrical. I can imagine the story. Yeah, he got too much loving. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <with laughs> <it is. laughs> um, and other and otherwise, I like big production value as well. That's the other thing about mm. soundtracks to uh, musicals—is you hear a big orchestra. Big choir, a lot of synchronous, synchronicity and tap dancing and that sort of thing. Yeah. And so now that translates to pop music and that, like, I want those backup dancers. <laughs> Janet,
0: Britney. Right. Yeah. Did you have, uh, you, have you ever, like, played music yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Classical piano. Yeah. Ooh. Cool. So, like, you clearly, by this point, have a trained enough here to appreciate large-scale production. And all that stuff, yes. really like pick stuff apart. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Instrument by instrument, yeah, for sure. I'm actually disappointed when I go to a musical and it's a five piece band. Yeah, I'm like oh, how <laughs> full is this sound gonna be? <laughs> Sometimes they do good. Yeah, Hedwig. There's others. Mm-hmm.
1: I uh, just saw Waitress. Oh and yeah, that instrumentation was really cool because I think that was the first show I had been to where they actually put the band on the stage, like in the sets. Mm. And mm-hmm. so that was really interesting to yeah. watch. Sarah Bareilles, yeah, was she in it? She, yeah, she was playing piano for it. She was playing piano.
2: Wait. Sarah Bareilles, that's what she plays, isn't it? She could be. Who was the acting in it?
1: The, I'm blanking. Well, on Sarah the name.
2: Bareilles did "Love Song" mm-hmm. and "Brain." Yeah, no, that. Yeah,
1: okay. And she was playing piano. It's possible. I had She's a split second. Involved. I had a split second where I thought you were saying Sarah Bareilles was like the lead actor. She or is. Actor.
2: Well, what happened is Jesse Mueller was the lead actress. She's stepping down as we speak. This week, okay. she stepped down. So, so I saw her. You saw Jesse Mueller? Yes. But did you see Sarah Bareilles play piano? Yes. Wow. It was wonderful. She does that. She's very involved. Very good uh, show. Sarah Bareilles did a cover album of all her songs yeah. mm. before the actual cast album came out. And that's a very good album. <laughs> Yeah. I was listening to that actually more than Hamilton this yeah. past summer. Just Sarah singing all the songs. It's called What's Inside as, a, I, as in what's inside pies and also uh, what's yeah. inside all of us. I was
0: like, really just like, wouldn't just call a Waitress, right? <laughs> Songs from Waitress? Like why get uh, clever with it? It's
2: called What's Inside Songs from Waitress. Oh, okay. All right. All right. That makes way more
0: sense. She's like, being really coy about dropping an album of a well-known musical <laughs> she wrote.
1: What's inside? Music? <laughs> Pie recipes? Yeah.
0: Who knows?
2: They marketed it as a just pop album. Yeah. Yeah. She used to be mine. Was the hit single off that? Oh, good single.
0: I don't think uh, I don't think I've heard it, but she's like good. She came out when I was in college, mm-hmm. and she seemed um, she seemed a little bit like a breath of fresh air to pop music specifically because mm-hmm. she was like a sing- she's a singer songwriter like she, she is. does her own stuff. Um, but I don't think I ever really like kept up with her, even though she's clearly gone on to do a lot of great stuff. Yeah, in that world, she'll be she'll be around. Yeah. Seems like it. I think she's, like, earned her fan base for the next several decades type of thing. I think so.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I went to that show not really knowing what to expect. And then once they wheeled out the piano and the band came out, and, like, Jesse Mueller's voice was mm. incredible. Mm. Um, and to go from, like, the musicals that I had seen before, it's like Bye Bye Birdie I saw, which was, I was bored. Right. Because um, it's, G- like... She's yeah, and it's like typical Broadway fare, and they go to from something like that to something where during the intermission they're selling pies, and like Sarah Bareilles is there, like doing these crazy instrumentations. I was like, oh, okay, okay, I get it now. Yeah.
0: yeah, I saw a couple movie musicals not too long ago. Like I went and saw a double feature um, <clears throat> at maybe Film Center or something. Film like. Forum. Film Forum, I think that's right. Yeah. Went and saw a musical double feature. And I saw Bandwagon, Bandwagon, and Singing in the Rain. Yeah,
1: nice. <laughs>
0: and but the contrast like was so the contrast is <laughs> actually really helpful. Uh, I don't know if I'm being unfair to Bandwagon, but Bandwagon was like pretty corny. I would think in a lot of ways, like it's, uh, it was just it just was like what I would expect is like, when I was younger, and hadn't really seen like no musicals, like what I expect an old Hollywood musical to sure. be. it like, has that baby number.
2: I think the so. the three baby heads?
0: Does it? I don't remember.
2: I think it does. Maybe.
0: Um, But it was like, it just, it was very disconnected and was kind of like all like, here's a set piece and a song, another set piece and a song. Like, that's how it felt. Yeah. But then Singing in the Rain, which I had also never really given the time of day to, I was so impressed. Like, I just liked it so much more because I think it was just a more complete film than... A couple of the older musicals that I've seen, you know. Yeah. I really enjoyed
2: it. Singing in the Rain was really a step above.
0: Yeah. But now I understand why it's so oft-referenced and so beloved. Because, you know, it was like, oh, it really is better. Yeah. 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 I loved it.
2: And it tackles talkies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is still, like, a thing. Right. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's not a thing. <laughs> but new technology is still a thing. Yes. And being, you know,
0: outdated. Yeah, like we don't, can you imagine a movie currently like coming out about 3D movies <laughs> or like a movie that ad- addressing CG, the use of CGI in film or I don't know what the, the hot button issue is for film studios <laughs> yeah, these days, but um, I guess it would be like taking the theater experience out of it, right? Like the real yeah. thing movie studios are worried about is probably home streaming and, walk, and like people not going to the movies. That's what they say they're worried about.
1: Who knows? I did just see some theater uh, installed, like, a gymnasium for children on the side. So, like, if you I can't afford that. a babysitter, like, bring the kids. But that just seems, that seems, like, the in, worst. Like,
0: actually in the theater or yeah, like, you in know the how, like, spaces n- of, like, outside of the. No, scene. it's
1: in it, the theater
0: like, on the
2: side On the wings, But they like shut it down before the yeah, show aren't starts.
0: kids just going to, like, oh. Because I was going to say, aren't kids just going to, like, yell and talk? It's, like, 20 well, minutes
2: of play. Oh, okay. Which sounds fun. yeah.
0: Sure. Well, that thing's gonna get real smelly. Oh, I wouldn't want to go there. <laughs> I went to a new theater. This is back two months ago, but um, near where I grew up in Massachusetts that was like built within the last year. And it seems like I was like, wow, this is what movies are becoming, which is like everything was assigned seating, big, like reclining chairs, um, and just like the layout of the actual theater. Was basically like you enter. Most people were getting, were entering from a parking garage, and you just kind of go up like stairs and escalators. And all the food was like you order on a touchscreen before you go yeah. through like this maze of a line, and then you mm-hmm. get your stuff. It's just there already. And there was a bar. Point is, it was like a very, <laughs> it was a very impersonal experience. You never yeah. like saw the outside <laughs> of the theater. Like, you know, when I think of theaters, and this isn't even more old-fashioned than our actual, like, age group. But you think of, like, an old theater, and you're like, part of it is the marquee and all this kind of cool, the, the look of a theater, a the theater-going experience. Yeah. And this was, I don't know, this was, like, the equivalent of, like, living inside of a mall. <laughs> like, I don't know, like, where yeah. D- d- yeah. sunlight Area. does not exist and humanity is just now indoors. It was weird. The future. But I think that's like, <laughs> but that, I think that's probably like what people are, they, th- I think they have to make movie theaters so nice now that it's worth leaving your house to go to, or so like comfortable and easy or like whatever. True you know? The
2: AMCs now have recliners. Yeah. yeah. Uh, All of them? <laughs> I think uh, so. And I least. fall asleep. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> but it's less seats. They can, can only put so many recliners yeah. in a theater. It's so <laughs> worth it for them. Yeah. To do that. Well, they're
0: probably not filling up as many shows. You know, um, backing up a bit, backing up, backing up a bit. Uh, you love musicals, oh, your yes. family played them growing up. Uh, but when you became like, you know, a little older and actually got into like musicals, was that something your family was also like really into and supportive of? Like, did they enjoy beyond the records at home type of thing?
2: Mm, I think I liked it more than they did, because even nowadays uh, they're in Chicago I'll be like oh there's touring production of this you should go see it and they're like no we're okay <laughs> 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 so I think I just held on to it uh, but yeah they were into it Yeah, they're into going to see my musical improv shows yeah. when I came to Chicago for the festival Ooh. there <laughs> last year which Shout team is out that to the Chicago Improv Festival
0: happening right now I believe yeah, as we record next, this
2: uh, yeah uh, Wonderland so they came out to see that and my dad didn't understand the show. Yeah. So he's like, I'm not coming back tomorrow. <laughs> he didn't get it.
0: Yeah. Uh, so you are, uh, you are a incredible musical improviser. Thanks. Um, and you love teach it. it as well. Teach it at the um, magnet. Yeah. And what is it? I mean, I assume it's a lot of the same stuff that you would love about musicals. Um, but I've always thought that if you wanted to show someone that's never seen improv, improv, showing them musical improv is the most impressive thing you could show them. Yeah. Why like I why so. is it so it's <laughs> it's, it's like mind blowing to see musical improv yeah, if you're not It used is to see it improv. seems
2: hard to make up a song on the spot, but there are tricks that you can learn that make it very possible. Growing up I would watch Wayne Brady on Whose mm-hmm. Line Is It Anyway, mm-hmm. as did many people, and you're like, How does he do that? And I would think it's impossible. Uh, so it does blow your mind. And actually I went to like a Broadway Cares event where Wayne Brady did a live Musical improv for the audience, mm-hmm. and it blew everyone's <laughs> mind. And I in the balcony was like, "Simple tricks," <laughs> <laughs> but everyone went, "Great!" Yeah. Is a competition, and yeah. then he won the competition for doing that. And other people prepared beautiful dances, right? <laughs> oh wow! Well. Yeah. Uh, why is it so fun to perform? Why is it so fun to perform? Yeah. It's visceral. It's music. You know, it yeah. just moves you. And I think watching musicals, I would always think, hey, wouldn't it be great if this was my life? Choreography, everyone knew the dances, everyone knew the choruses, but oh, you know, who am I kidding? That can't happen. And then doing musical improv, it's like,
0: oh my God, everyone knows the choreography, everyone <laughs> can sing along. So it's like kind of the closest approximation to getting a musical to just occur in your daily life. Yeah. Yeah. Because you could be doing a scene about something that is your daily life or like something that is close to home, close to you. That's true. And then that scene breaks out into song. Absolutely. I mean, if, if there was a way to have one of our
2: pianists follow us around <laughs> all day <laughs> and me only hang out with other musical improvisers, we could do it. You could do it. Daily life can can a
1: shine. Amplified guitar. <laughs>
2: Key Tower. Yeah. That'd be good.
0: Just marching through the streets. They would have
2: to be planted everywhere. I know. the (laughs) (laughs) Because I don't know when. I mean, it's a good Kickstarter idea. Yeah. It is fun. It's about unity and love and...
0: Yeah. Do you think there's more... um,
2: And emotion.
0: Yeah. Do you feel like there's more, I guess, emotion and unity in musical improv than in, like, standard improv? Just like scene to scene or show to show? Mm. No, I mean,
2: really people in improv can still get behind each other's ideas and that could still be totally great and supportive. Um, I think as a group, you might be blown away that like, hey, look at us, we're all dance. <laughs> and that might blow everyone's mind in the group. Yeah, that's great. Like even if we're not dancers, we're like, oh, we're all attempting the same move. <laughs> right. I didn't think I could be part of a
0: dance troupe and here I am. Well, that's what I would think is that in a lot of times that that obviously happens in like straight improv quite a bit, but I think there's less opportunities for it. Like if people are starting to mm-hmm. kick line in musical improv, like everyone's gonna jump in. Yeah. But you you've seen we've all seen I think plenty of like regular improv shows where someone goes and makes a big move, <laughs> and the rest of the team's like, well, I hope you enjoy that thing you just picked for yourself. Yeah. Or you're like, I'm not gonna go do that because it's like more optional. It's to do hard it. to
2: break free from just standing and sitting in yeah. yeah. regular things people do.
1: Yeah. Have you ever? Uh, gone for something like a dance move or like a song that you were surprised that other people joined you for or like just like something Mm. big that (laughs) no no. everyone's
2: always game i think they're always down i think if you offer a big dance move Uh uh-huh i think people for the most part will jump in Mm. yeah i appreciate if someone leads with a big dance move i'll be like all right i'll try this
1: (laughs) yeah it's fun yeah I've only seen it performed once live. And I mean, yeah, it is, <laughs> it's magical to watch. Yeah, It's all you need. <laughs> <laughs> and you get hooked. Uh,
0: well, Nikita, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, yeah, guys. Thank thanks, thanks for talking about musicals. Of course. Oh, yeah, it was great. Um, Nikita, where can people see you on a regular basis? <laughs> oh, all over. <laughs>
2: um, visit the
0: Magna Theater website
2: or the UCB website, Nikita Burdain. I perform Tuesdays, Wednesdays and Fridays at those venues and uh, happy karaoke fun time as well on Thursday nights under St. Mark's.
0: Very fun. Cool. Yeah. If you're in New York, definitely uh, check Nikita out. You will uh, be happy. You did. Um, that's it for this episode of Repeater, guys. We uh, did it. We did it. Cool. Um, Want to give a big thank you to the Magnet Theatre Training Center. It is where we are recording this wonderful studio ep. Um, and also a shout out to our editor, Steve Garvey. So Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Nikita. Thank you, Nikita. Goodbye, you. everyone. Bye, Evan. Repeater is hosted by Evan Ford-Barden and Patrick Cartelli. This episode was recorded at Magnet Training Center in New York City where they offer classes in improv, musical improv, sketch writing, storytelling, and so much more. Get all the details at magnettheater.com. Visit us online at repeater.show for live dates, hot music tips, and show archives. Theme music by the Sun Lions. Everything else by Loveness Productions. Welcome to Repeater.